This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Uh, Jürgen, obviously over the past couple of years, you've come through some really big tests in the knockout phases of the Champions League, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Porto, City, Roma. How does this test compare? Oh, fits very well in the draw, so it's... Uh, yeah. Atletico, I would say, playing Atletico is one of the most difficult things in, in, li- in the life of a football player. Really good organised result machine, squeezing results pretty much out of each game if possible. Yes, people will tell me and told me already this year it's not exactly like what, but it's a transition period, that's normal. But still, uh, fighting with all you have, don't get a lot of chances and all that stuff, so that's just really difficult. So, what they played so far in the season was not as bad as people say and has nothing to do with the chances tomorrow, obviously, because the team who will play better tomorrow in the next game when we play against each other, who fight more, who wants more, will go to the next round and not the team who plays a better Premier League or La Liga season. So, it's easier as that. And um, But we are here. And I think nobody doubts that we are pretty ambitious. So um, we will give it a proper try. One more, Vinny, then to John Murray, please, if that's okay. We've just been speaking with Trent and we got reaction to the comments from Cafu because Cafu says that he believves Trent has what it takes. Cafu, yeah. (laughs) But he believes that Trent has what it takes to become a Ballon d'Or winner. So what do you think of Trent's potential to become a Ballon d'Or winner? Yeah, did Cafu win a Ballon d'Or? <laughs> Sorry for asking a question. In that, any football experts in Cafu won a Ballon d'Or? No, no. So then he thinks obviously a right back should win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> so I couldn't love Trent Alexander Arnold more. I admire his skills. He's a wonderful boy, character, all that stuff. But it's a very positive, I think, message from Cafu but only can cause problems as long as you don't... Uh, all the answers are now making... Oh, Klopp says this, Klopp says that. So there are so many players out there who can be who can win the Ballon d'Or. Um, yeah, one of them will win it every year as long as the competition is there. Um, and that's all what I can say about it. Yes, he has big potential. If he will win the Ballon d'Or, I have no idea. Okay. But thank you, Cafu, for being a really nice fella, obviously. Okay. John, if we can pass the microphone to John, then Vinny, if you can pass it back over there, because it belongs on that side. Yes, John. Jürgen. This record that you have as the Liverpool manager of being unbeaten in two-leg European ties, is that just simply the legacy of, of having good players and a good team, or is there more to it than that? I don't know. It's impressive to honest, that record. Um, I, I thought uh, always when we were part of any in the, um, European competition, we ended up in the final, which is nice, especially when you win the final, otherwise it's not that nice. Um, yeah, but I cannot explain it really. We want to go as far as possible. We see ourselves as a team who can go to the final, who can win the competition, not the only team, one of the teams. And when you start, not every, not all team in the champ- who starts in the Champions League can win the competition. That's clear before, beforehand. And we are, as a club, as a team, we have the chance to do so. So and that's what we have, what we try to show in all these different games. 
Obviously, we always, I think, struggled a little bit in the in the group stage, right? <laughs> so um, came through, yeah, and then knockout. Um, we were quite convincing, so hopefully it will be like this tomorrow as well. Okay, gentlemen, who's got the microphone? Then we're going to go to Andy Hunter next, and then we will. Don't worry, we'll get to as many as we can. Yes, gentlemen, there. Uh, Alvaro González in Spanish. In Spanish, Alvaro González in Spanish. I would like to ask you, how many Atletico games have you watched this season? And what do you think when people say that Atletico doesn't have a very attractive football? What do you think about that? Four games for full 90 minutes in the last two days. Ah, last five days, to be 100% honest. Um, three of them in the last two days. Um, and... Uh, I have nothing to say to these people, to be honest. It's not um, football attractive, it's what is successful. For me, it's attractive. It's very intense. It's uh, speed, it's aggressive, it's a clear plan, it's a clear philosophy. So I know we are in Spain, the, the country of Tiki Taka. I'm not sure. Um, maybe people say it because of that, but I'm from Germany. Huh? I admire things like that. So. Um, and that's, yeah, for me, I, I don't have that discussion. So for me, it's all fine. Okay. Andy Hunter, I'm going to pass the microphone over to the lady on the far side there, yes. Jürgen, would you say that the, the knockout stages bring out a bit extra in your team as well? Maybe the trend said that you have, they know they have to be 100% concentrated, otherwise you get punished, and given that your record in knockout games, do you think it brings an edge from your team, brings a little bit more out? It looks like, but it's the, the away. We had, we had some of the best games we played were away games, actually. Bayern was one of the best games I've ever witnessed. The Barcelona game, we lost 3 0, but one of the best games I've ever, ever witnessed. Um, yeah, and if we can get a result, then we know Enfield is a proper threat and help and whatever. So um, that's the story so far, but. Uh, but nothing bad to say about that about that series or that that situation, but doesn't mean that it will be this time again. I said, if there's a team where you have to, where you have to be at your absolute best in all departments, and it's Atletico because they don't give there's no presence tomorrow, <laughs> absolutely no presence. You have, if you work hard or the hard, hardest possible, then you have a chance. If you don't do that, you don't even have a chance. That's it exactly like it is. There's, there's a reason why Atletico was that often in European finals as well. Now, not for, I don't know, exactly two, two, three years or so, but before that, and that just shows how long they work together, then it's normal that you have to change a little bit. They had to change, they did that, brought in big potential, some experience, that's completely normal. So we cannot think about that. I see a team playing and I see, for me, it looks like a, a real a proper machine. It's like whatever happens, they are there. In a moment when you are one moment not 100% focused or concentrated, they close you down with two players, with three players, how many they need, uh, ever they need, and then counter-attack, turn, and they are there, really. If you are not focused and concentrated really in your, in your own offensive stuff, you will not even shot on target, have a shot on target because they close the center so good. They defend in a specific way. That's all clear. But on the other hand side, 
they didn't. They, I don't think a lot of teams played if they didn't really play against us. Played against a team like us. So that's we should not forget that we combine a few things. We are not bad organized as well. We play football. We have different as we 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 have diff, respect different aspects of the game. I would say. Readiness to fight is exceptional. All that stuff. We are not. We don't feel like the winner of last year's Champions League tournament. We feel like one of the contenders for this year's, and we want to show that. We want to be there in Istanbul, if possible. And um, for that, you we know historically our own history and in general, you have to work your socks off. And that's exactly what we have to be ready tomorrow, and hopefully we can show that. Es la que tiene el micrófono. Belén Sánchez You just spoke about the virtues of Atletico, saying they have to be 100% because they play like a machine, etc. What do you think of Simeone as a coach? What would you uh, 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 highlight about him? So people say about me, I'm emotional at the sideline. So if I'm on level four, I would say Diego is on level 12 or so. <laughs> it's really like I'm the kindergarten cop against him. That's uh, um, really impressive. And that's over all these years. Eh? He's here. How long is Diego here? How long is he working for the club? Five years or you want to ask no, a no, question? No, I want to ask a question. <laughs> no, okay. Thank Eight you for years. that. Eight years. Eight? Eight years. So that's really long. Eh? That's really long. And having still this emotional level, wow. Um, that's absolutely uh, impressive, and um, so, uh, and I say, um, his teams are always world-class organized, world-class organized. So that makes him one of the best. And uh, we met once or twice. Uh, we exchanged some messages after big defeats or big wins, and. Um, Tomorrow, then, in a, in a real competitive game, we, we, we meet first time. will be interesting. <laughs> Absolutely interesting. Okay, we're going to take a few more questions before our time is up. Uh, gentleman has a microphone, and if we could pass the microphone for the next question to the gentleman there. Yes, we know our... The voice is back. Yes, he is, yes. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, please. I'm Hello. prepared. Yes, so I'm prepared. <laughs> uh, a question regarding... Uh... I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. It's always nice. I will try. I will try to... to Getting worse, my friend. Okay. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every day. Uh, you're talking about the similarities of Simeone and you, the way you express yourself, the energy you put uh, on the sideline. What would you say is the biggest difference with Simeone in personality, in style? What do, what do you guys are different oh, the most? I... I don't know him good enough to know where the difference is in style of, of, of managing or stuff like this. He was a world-class player. I was not a world-class player. We can say that easily. Um, the one fact helps, obviously, but the other one doesn't deny, uh, at least. It makes it still possible to have some career in football. Um, I have no idea, really. I don't know what's the biggest difference because we, we don't know each other that good. I only see his teams playing and I see um, him acting, yeah? style, football. Oh, I like good organization as well. Played, we play usually different systems. A while ago that we played 4-4-2. Four, four, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's other people should maybe say that. I have, I don't, I saw them now four times, and I didn't, I didn't think about the differences between him and, and me. So it's not too important. We don't play against each other, which again uh, is very good news. Gentleman who's got the microphone, then we're going to finish with the lady who's got the microphone. Yes, gentleman there. Is it Spanish? Or? Uh, yeah. I can English, I can English. Okay. English, English. Oh, English. Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Hello, Andres de la Poza from Mediaset, Spain. Uh, I would like to ask you about, uh, you, you have been talking very well about Simeone. Uh, I, I would like to ask you if you understand all the critics that he's uh, receiving this season, because the results are not, go are not being so good as others. Thank you. Like, can I understand it? That's football. That's football. Eight years here, seven of them probably more successful than Atletico was for 50 years. Don't know exactly the, the history of Atletico. Then you have to make a big change. You lose Godin, you lose Griezmann, you lose Juan Fran, you lose Gabi, maybe even a year before. Um, that's tough. You have to change the team. You have to bring in new players. They have, need to get used to the philosophy, to your way of play. That takes time. People don't give you time. But I don't think, I, I don't know. But I, for me, it looks like they qualify for the Champions League this year, which would be incredible. Then again, in a transition year. And next year, they are, they are a step further in the right direction. And then they will attack in Spain again as well. So, normal. So that's, I, I, I know I don't, I know it is like this. Things are like this, but... I don't, I'm not. I don't think um, the Atletico people are too concerned about that. But for that, it's still too good. Final question, Hi, Jürgen. Um, I have a message from Maurizio Sari. He wants to know if you want to exchange the squads. <laughs> if you want to take Juventus and then give it to him, give Liverpool to him. Of course, it's a joke. <laughs> A message with Arrigo before the press conference. No, I have a message from Maurizio Sarri. I have one from Arrigo Sacchi. Who are wins you? now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was your message for Arrigo? Yeah. <laughs> to do the Don't same as Don't speak to journalists now. <laughs> so for Maurizio Sarri, okay. No, no, of course it's a joke. Um, <laughs> it seemed that to someone that your words about Juventus uh, seem to be um, the, the volunteer of taking off some pressure to Liverpool. Is it still possible with such a squad as Liverpool is, is now? I mean, uh, does he need to, to have some pressure taken off? No, I, I, I understand. Too. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't want to put um, Maurizio under pressure, really. I didn't want to. It's not, I, don't, I don't play this kind of mind games and put all the pressure on, on you. But... People ask me, and I, I said, like, sometimes I don't think before I speak, that happens. Um, and I said, just, I don't know why Juve is not 10 points ahead in the league. So that's, that's absolutely, how can I say something like this? I saw now yesterday um, Lazio against um, Inter, and that's the reason. These two teams, that's the reason, nothing else. And I know, here we speak about Atletico, how much problems blah, 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 are acceptable in a season. Oh, when Inter is there, firing again. Lazio plays once in a century season, then it's clear that it's tight. So I didn't want to put any pressure on Maurizio. I respect him absolutely too much. And I was happy when I heard about his response that he said, I'm very funny as well, so, and a little bit like this, so that can happen that I say things which nobody to, should take really serious. Um, but the biggest favorite in a competition is PSG. 
So now they have the pressure. So nice. I don't think that my what I say will put pressure on any teams. To be honest. Thank you very much. Au revoir. Thank you. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi Trent. How's it feel to be back here at the place where you won the European Cup back in June? Um, yeah, obviously um, holds good memories for us. Um, where a lot of our dreams came true, but. Um, for us, we can't focus too much on the on the past. Um, we've obviously got a job to do tomorrow. Our, our aim is to to hopefully win these type of trophies and, and keep going in, in these type of competitions as as much as possible. So um, our next step is is obviously trying to trying to get a result tomorrow, and we know it'll be difficult. So that's where our focus is at, and we're not focused on what happened in June. We're focused on on what's going to happen tomorrow. Can I also ask you, though, about Cafu's comments about you personally, in particular where he said, I think he's one of the best in the world. I can see lots of similarities between him and me when I was playing. I think he has what it takes to become a Ballon d'Or winner. <laughs> yeah, obviously, massive praise from a, from a legend of the game, which obviously um, is something that I'm, I'm really thankful for. I obviously have to give thanks to, to him for them words. Um, yeah, obviously, I try and be the best player I can be, I think. Um, it's obviously a team game, so it's about the players that I have around me, the, the players I have in training, the manager, the support I have all around me that enables me to be as good as I can be. So that's the, the focus for me, is taking a game at a time. Um, accolades may or may not come in the future. It doesn't really phase me as much as uh, maybe it, it does other players. But um, for, for, for me especially, it's, a, it's about winning the, 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 team, the team trophies. Just away from this game, obviously we saw the incident in Portugal with Musa Morega where he wanted to leave the pitch due to racist abuse. Um, obviously his teammates, it appeared, wanted him to stay out there. What do you feel now is the right course of action for players to take when they're subject to that kind of abuse on the pitch? Um, I wouldn't particularly say that there's a right or wrong method to go about it. I think the main thing is that the person who is abused or the team that is abused stays sticks together. I think it's about the support network around them. I think um, it's a whole team thing, and I imagine that um, the team will, will have been around them today and last night especially. Um, so I think whatever happens, it's important that the team stays together. And I'm sure if an incident did ever if, if an incident did ever happen like that at Liverpool, I, I imagine and I'd hope that um, the team would 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 decide as a, as a team and not as an in, as individuals. So we understand that these things do happen in football. They shouldn't. It's unacceptable in, in many ways and um, there should be a punishment for it. But um, yeah, as a, as a team, you need to make that decision. Okay, let's go to James in the same row, if that's okay. Hi, Trent. Uh, can I just ask you about Joe Gomez? Since he came back into the side, I think only conceded one goal in the last 11 league games. His, his partnership with Virgil van Dijk is clearly flourishing. What, what have you made of the impact he's had since he's come back in? Yeah, amazing. I think we've seen it even last season. We've seen it since he's, he's came into the club. Um, obviously, he probably struggled with injuries and not played as much as he, he wanted to. Um, start of the season, probably frustrated that he weren't getting um, as much minutes as he, as he wanted to. But he's been patient. He was amazing training throughout the course of the season. And, once he got his chance, he, he took away both both hands, and I think that's been the case with with all the centre backs that have partnered Verge so far this season. Um, in all three of them, 
have really took the chance and, and, and been world class every time they've come in. You see it every day in training with all four of them, especially that the the world class they apply themselves and it's no surprise to us that when they are given that chance that they they, they perform like they do day in, day out. And you're on this amazing run as, as a team who are way ahead in, in the Premier League, switching the focus back to the, the, the Champions League, you know, that, those memories of last June, do they do they fuel you in terms of motivation to, to retain that crown? Um Yeah, I'd say we we obviously wanna wanna achieve as much as possible and, and then feelings are hard to come by so we want to make the, make the most of it um, while we can so for us it's about obviously trying to do the things that we've done last June um, but in terms of changing the focus not nothing's really changed for us because we go into every game with the same mentality of that we respect the opponents as, as much as we can and we understand that we're a really good side and that if our mentality is right and our, our um, commitment's right in the game then we have a chance um, whether that be in any any competition that we that we take part in um, we're confident going into the game okay just pass it backwards to David thank you uh, Trent Atletico under Diego Simeone, obviously renowned for not conceding many goals. Would you feel Liverpool as a team are better at facing that sort of challenge, these deeper defences these days than maybe a couple of seasons ago where you maybe find it hard to break those sort of teams down? Yeah, I think we've adapted as a team over the last two years, uh, especially that many, many different teams that were coming up against different tactics were, were able to, to counter it and, and adapt during the game and that half time and things like that. We came against a similar formation that we're gonna to face tomorrow on, on Saturday in Norwich and um yeah, we understand what we're gonna we're gonna face. It'll be very difficult but we're going into it with a game plan, we know what we need to do and, and hopefully we'll come away with a result there that um, puts us in a good position going back to Anfield. Okay. Could you bring the microphone to John BBC here? Hi Trent. When you talk about um, not changing the mindset, is that something that you've all learned from the experience of doing so well in this competition? Because it would be natural to think that when you go into the knockout stage of the Champions League that you need perhaps to, to do something slightly different. Um, yeah, I'd say so. I think just experiences all round in terms of um, league, coming close last season, obviously doing well again this year. Um, the Champions League last year and the year before. Um, we're learning as a team from our experiences and that's the sign of a, of a good side really is to is to be making the mistakes that, that we make and, and learn from them um, and to, to obviously motivate us to get better. So I think for us it's about evolving as a team as much as possible and, and learning how to win games, which is the, 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 the idea going into every game. Do you think you've got a little bit of a psychological edge because of what this team has achieved so far? Um, I wouldn't say we have a, a, psycho, a psychological edge. I'd say we're, we're confident in our and we believe in our own ability. We're, we believe in ourselves as, as individuals and as a team. So we go into it confident, whether that's an edge or not. That's our mentality. It won't change for, for any team we come up against because that's the, the messages that the, that the manager instilled in us over the course of, of his time here. And, and, and we bought into that. So, yeah, for us... It's just about doing the things that we know and, and what we're good at. Okay, if we can just get a microwave to microphone to Dom there. Trent, when, when it gets to this stage of the competition, it, it, teams come alive and you've 
you've won every knockout, uh, knockout game for the last two seasons since the manager's been here. Is there almost a fear inside the players' minds that that's driving you on that you don't want to miss out? You don't want to miss out on the big occasions, and that's what that's what sort of spares you on that sort of fear of missing the big big nights. Yeah, I think the best players in the world want to get to these these stages. They want to get to finals. They want to be winning trophies, and obviously, the, and so do the best teams. So, if we want to be known as one of the best teams in the world or be competing as as one of the best teams in the world, then we have to be getting to them them type of latter stages and. We believe we can do it. We know that there's tough games that, that come our way. We've seen over the last two years, but we've managed to, to overcome a lot of hurdles, different types of games, different advantages, disadvantages. Um, and we know that we're capable of doing that. So the experiences that we've got from the last two seasons, especially in the Champions League, um, have really educated us and how to get far in, in these competitions. That's not obviously saying that just because we've been to two finals in a row, we're going to get there again this year because it's difficult to knock out football and, and things can happen. But in terms of the things that we've learned, we we um, we understand what it takes and we know that not being at 100%, you will get punished for that. And, and we know that we have to be at 100% all the time. OK. <clears throat> we can just go to the front row. Thank you. Uh, Trent, Allison showed his uh, abilities again on, on, on Saturday. Can you just explain, as a defender, what it's like to have him behind you? Um, yeah, I think a lot of people have run out of words for him. Um, a lot of players in our team at the minute, but yeah, unbelievable feeling to have him behind you. You know, you've got a lot of confidence in your goalkeeper and it's um, it's something that you, you can't really overlook and you can't really take for granted is, is having that feeling that comes behind you. So yeah, world-class goalkeeper. Um, yeah, probably the best in the world. Um, and I think um, we're, we're really grateful to have him in our, in our side. He helps us out. Um, and yeah, from the time he's been injured to, to, to coming back and keeping so many clean sheets, he, he showed game in, game out that he can make the, the hard saves look easy. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.